I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. A U.S. District Court judge has struck down a pandemic era immigration rule known as Title 42. But with a record number of migrants crossing the border, is the administration prepared to handle the influx now that they can no longer expel migrants as a response to the pandemic? More importantly, what comes next is uh, the real question. And to help us uh, break all that down, as always, uh, grateful to have back on the program, Suzanne Moniak is a reporter for Roll Call covering immigration and Congress. Uh, Suzanne, thanks for joining us today. And uh, maybe I'll have you start with just a little refresher for some of our listeners in terms of what Title 42 is, where it came from, and how we got where we are today. Absolutely. Title 42 was implemented in March of 2020 in response to the spread of the COVID-19 pandemic. And it essentially allows border agents to expel migrants who cross the southwest border or any land border without considering their claims for asylum first. So essentially, the policy was intended as a measure to mitigate the spread of COVID-19, but it ends asylum, uh, at least in large part, uh, for many thousands and thousands of migrants who are attempting to cross the border and seek protection here. Uh, and so as with that uh, ruling today, then, what is it that the, the judge is saying? And what does that mean for those who are now trying to, to cross border under that same asylum rule? Last night, a D.C. federal court judge uh, struck down Title 42 policy, finding that it was arbitrary and capricious and that the Biden administration could no longer expel migrants under that authority. This essentially means that the Department of Homeland Security is going to have to reinstate full regular asylum procedures that they haven't had in place in almost two years at this point. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and it's interesting. Uh, obviously, this was a, uh, a policy that was instigated under former President Trump. Uh, the Biden administration has been using that same model. And then, of course, it got kind of confusing as people started to declare the pandemic over. Uh, that created a lot of confusion. As you said, the, the judge finally said that uh, this doesn't quite all add up uh, anymore. Uh, talk to me for a minute about uh, where we are in terms of the border. And now that we can't just uh, reject folks because of that Title 42 in the in the name of not spreading uh, COVID-19. 
but now you have, to me, it's a vast amount more of work to do uh, as people come across and as they use asylum uh, as their reason for crossing the border. It's certainly going to be a lot of work for the department. I should also note that while the ostensible reason to uh, implement the expulsion policy was COVID, a lot of immigrant advocates and even officials at the CDC itself have questioned that rationale and indicated that perhaps this policy was motivated by immigration enforcement uh, rather than by public health. Mm. So the whole public health rationale is, is really in question here as well. But now that it's going to be lifted, it, it, this ruling takes effect next month. Uh, the department is going to have to be processing all of these individuals who arrive at the border and taking in their request for asylum. And as you mentioned, we're seeing record high crossings, some of that due to disapproval in Central and South America and other you know, geopolitical issues. So when we're seeing this increased amount of migration and then removing the ability to expel migrants, um, that is going to be a processing hurdle for the department. They are going to have to rise to that occasion. Yeah, one of the things that you noted in, in your piece today, Suzanne, was that the border agents had logged more than 2.3 million 2.3 million encounters with migrants at the border uh, just in the fiscal year 2022. Uh, obviously, that is up. That is a big number. Uh, how do they deal with that moving forward? It is a big number. So it's also important to note that these are tracking encounters rather than unique migrants. Uh, one issue, some would say, with the Title 42 policy is that it incentivizes people to make multiple crossing attempts. They're mm-hmm. just sent back. There's no formal deportation order. No reason not to try multiple times for somebody who's determined to enter the country. And so that can actually inflate the overall number. 2.3 million encounters is not 2.3 million individual people. So some, you know, critics of the Title 42 policy would say that lifting it is going to eventually lead to fewer encounters. Border agents will process each person individually, and there'll be a repercussions for crossing the border without authorization or a path to protection for those making a legal asylum claim. Yeah, uh, but of course, in the short term, there could be incentive to to come to the border if Title Forty Two has been a deterrent for you previously. Right, uh, and I that's such a fascinating insight that uh, Title Forty Two really did because there was no kind of back end follow through. Uh, it actually did encourage people to continue to attempt uh, to come across uh, and to get uh, through that that maze and that labyrinth uh, because there really wasn't the same kind of penalties or severity in terms of someone who has crossed illegally and then sent back. Not exactly. Uh, and so as you look at where we go from here, uh, you mentioned that uh, when this is actually going to be implemented, I know there's been some debate and some calls for it to uh, to be immediate. Others have called for a delay until uh, we can get uh, kind of the act together in terms of processing. Uh, what are you hearing in terms of uh, what comes next? The government has asked the court for a five-week delay uh, in implementation of the ruling, and the judge did grant that this morning, though he noted he did so with great reluctance in his order. Mm. So that ruling will take effect December 21st, which means Title 42 can remain in place until then. And that was intended to give the government time to gather resources and prepare to fully reinstate asylum procedures at the border. Uh, As to what we can expect on December 21st, I think that's a bit of an unknown. Typically, uh, migration is not as high during the holiday season. It's cold. People stay home with their families. That's just a seasonal trend. So it'll be, you know, remain to be seen whether or not we're going to see, you know, a huge influx as soon as that's lifted or whether, you know, we'll see more of a slow trickle as people come. Yeah, and do you do you anticipate in this little window, this stay, 
that the uh, the judge has provided uh, that there will be an influx. Will that will that create uh, kind of one last surge before that is changed? It's certainly possible. Uh, the Department of Homeland Security appears to be concerned about it. They sent out a couple of statements insisting that despite the court ruling, this border the border is not open. Uh, that they will enforce immigration laws at the southwest border against anyone crossing without legal status. So I think that DHS is anticipating that and trying to, you know, discourage people from making that journey. Because, of course, as of now, Title 42 is still in effect. Um, And and it will be until December 21st. So important. And uh, then I want you to to shift your your eyes. I know you spend a lot of time focusing on Congress and that. And so as we look at immigration and Congress, uh, I'm not suspecting we see anything uh, during the lame duck uh, as they have a pretty full calendar of financial things they've got to get done. But do you see anything in the in the new Congress where there might be some space uh, for some targeted pieces as it relates to immigration to actually get done? Potentially. I think it'll depend if and whether they do get something done during the swing back. And I should say that Senate Democrats and House Democrats are still pushing for something in immigration this year. If anything, I could see the Title 42 ruling potentially creating more difficulties for that to happen because it would give, you know, potentially Republicans uh, something to, you know, have as leverage to say that they want to have Title 42 codified if it's working uh, in exchange for something like protections for undocumented immigrants. So I think the court ruling in Congress itself might, you know, play into negotiations on immigration this year or next year. If this goes into the next Congress, if this Congress does not pass something during lame duck and we've seen this again next year, I could certainly see Republicans pointing to the listing of pandemic restrictions as justification for passing a law that implements new ones. Yeah, I want to sneak in one uh, one bonus question today, Suzanne, because I, I love your perspective <laughs> on this and uh, in in. This particular situation with with Title 42, and again, those who are, we have to remember there are people who are legitimately seeking asylum here. This is not just a uh, a catch-all to try to get into the country. There are people who, for legitimate reasons, are trying to get in for their own safety, for the security of their family. Uh, and and now it seems we've created uncertainty there, much like we've done with with DACA. Rather than giving some certainty, it seems like our policies continue to create uncertainty uh, for them because we we don't quite get things across the line in terms of here's an actual policy that you can count on, uh, as opposed to just the prevailing political winds. That's absolutely true, and I'm sure you know border analysts who know more about this than I do could have a lot of theories as to how that, you know, constant state of change at the border affects migration patterns. Um, If we're seeing, you know, a lot of people coming, if they think border restrictions are about to be handed down or, you know, the people, fewer people coming, if they think they're about to be lifted, maybe vice versa. Um, But absolutely, when, you know, things are in flux at the border, that's going to be confusing for migrants who want to make, as you mentioned, a legal asylum claim. Uh, It can also be, you know, confusing and hard to navigate for Border Patrol agents who are trying to do their jobs and getting different guidance and navigating different court rulings. So that pendulum swing, you know, definitely has effects across the board. Yeah. Great insight as always. Uh, Suzanne Moniak a reporter for Roll Call covering immigration and Congress always helps us break all of that down. Uh, Suzanne, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks as always for having me. All right. uh, We'll step aside for one last commercial break. When we come back, some final thoughts. Stick around. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. 
But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.